If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello everyone and welcome to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Are you looking forward to this week? Um, yes, we've had a lot of good um, positive feedback from last week. So yeah, uh, let's get our, our hands stuck in and let's get going. Happy days. Now, obviously we did get a lot of feedback. We had a lot of people get in touch with us and thank you so much for listening. We had so many people listen to the first podcast last week, which yep. is always encouraging. Thank you so um, much. And obviously either we're doing something right or people have got nothing better to do than to <laughs> listen to it. But thank you very much. Yeah. Um, now we're going to be chatting a little bit, obviously about the Spurs game that's coming up and obviously about the derby that uh, happened during the week there. But firstly... What have you been up to this week, Hamill? Uh, well, I had a trip to Liverpool this week, um, which will come into our Merseyside derby discussion. No, you look good, <laughs> good to see friends and family, which is which is great as always. Um, but really, just I'm on paternity at the moment. Um, after my wee son Leo being born, we shout out to his mum who's doing an amazing job. Um, but yeah, basically helping out, helping about with you know a newborn baby as yeah. has its challenges as all parents out there know. Um, and yeah, as I say, the trips to the pull in between, which is quite good. Um, and that's it, really. Um, not much not, not much more else. What about you, Danny? Uh, I've been busy. I was actually thinking when you were saying about that. I, I've got two kids, and how you manage to get over to Liverpool to watch the derby when you've only just had a baby born, I'm pretty certain my wife would kick my head in <laughs> if I even suggested leaving the house during my paternity leave. So you've done well there, to be fair. Yeah, I had to fill up a mission slipping, you know. But... Uh, <laughs> No, it was yeah. We um, she went to stay with, with her mum and stuff, so it was grand, and um, you know it was good just to get her. It was only maybe a day and a half, but it was well worth the getting over and seeing friends and family and stuff. We, my nephew just recently born there too, so it was good to see him. And yeah, um, can't complain. Can't complain. Oh, that's good. My week has been steady enough, to be fair. Started back to work this week and. Spending time with the kids, kids going back to school, everyone knows what it's like. January blues, eh? Exactly. <laughs> People are probably sitting there listening to this in the car who have just started back to work, they've got to get the kids back into the routine and you know what it's like and yep. suddenly you're getting bugs in the house and oh, it's just one of those weeks just trying to get back into it. So it's nice to be able to get the break, to be able to get into the podcast um, and to be able to obviously spend a bit of time watching the footy as well. Which yeah, 100%. Yeah. This is, this has given me an excuse doing this podcast, has given me an excuse to sit and watch football whenever I want and not yeah. to sit there it's watching. for work it's for work exactly, exactly. <laughs> instead of having to sit there watching CBBS, which has controlled my life for the last three years yeah. Um, so yeah good week all in all but we're going to get started because one of the things that we want to talk about is obviously the issue that was discussed and seen during the football matches of mental health yeah
Now, one of the things you'll have noticed during the FA Cup round this week is that all the matches kicked off a minute late. Uh, and that was obviously for the chance to be able to show people and give people a chance that the Minute to Think campaign is to be able to talk about mental health. Um, now, I know that it's something that has hit a lot of people. Northern Ireland, especially Northern Ireland, has one of the, the highest rates uh, of teenage suicide per yes. capita in the whole of Europe, yep. uh, and especially amongst men. Um, so it's good to be able to do that, to be able to do that campaign. And uh, it's something that has been going on a lot in Northern Ireland as well. We have a, a league over here called the Emerge League. Uh, and they've done a lot around mental health Jordan this week as well, uh, doing a lot of charity matches. Now, what did, what did you think about it? Obviously, you were, you were at the game, which we're going to discuss a little bit later on, but what, yeah. what was the reaction to it? Yeah, well, everyone, I think everyone did take the minute to think about it. Um, if I want to kind of, in a weird way, kind of throw my 10 pence worth in there, I think the thing with mental health um, and sports and stuff, uh, this day and age, people mention it a lot on TV. You've got all the professionals, you know, there's a show on Sky's called The Debate. Yeah. Which we've seen um, Jamie O'Hara and Paul Mason discussing their mental health, which I thought was great to see. But I find that there's a lot of discussion about mental health, like on radio, on podcasts, on TV. But see, when I'm in my everyday life, i.e. playing football, social with friends, that type of stuff, I don't think it's mentioned as much. Yeah. I think um, the reason I want to kind of mention it here is that I just think if anyone knows me and they have issues with mental health, um, please talk to me. Um, I've been affected by it in the past. I've seen lots of people affected by it in the past. As I say, we've both lived over here in Northern Ireland, Ireland for the last seven, eight years or so. And I've actually known people who have committed suicide um, through issues with their mental health. And um, no one close enough that it's really, really impacted my life, but close yeah. enough that I've you know thought twice about it. And I yeah, I just want to encourage anyone who's listened to this pod, um, you know, just because you see it on TV and you see all the... See, there's a big campaign on all TV and I'm going about it. That's fair enough. And it's, it's good that pe- people even post on social media and stuff like that. But talk. Yeah. Talk to people that you know. You know, don't hide, don't bottle anything up. Um, the, amount of, the amount of pressure this day and age just through having a, a decent standard of living is really, really hard on people. Um, and I've suffered in the past, just, just the expectations of trying to provide for your family and mm. do all the everyday things, you know. So all I want to say is just talk. If you know anyone, if you know me, um, you feel comfortable to talk to, then just do it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the thing I can say. Um, I think your mental well-being is as important as your physical, men- your physical well-being this day and age. And as, as much as you lots of campaigns have mentioned, you don't always hear it in everyday life, which is kind of disappointing. What about you, Danny? Yeah. Have you... There's the stigma, isn't there? There's still this stigma in society that that men, especially, obviously coming from that perspective, men aren't meant to talk about things. Men are meant to, especially when you're playing football, you go there to play football, you have your banter with people, and you go home again. And you you go, people always say, you go to football to be able to to get away from everything. And there is an element to that in which you you go to football, you have a bit of banter. Obviously, we we play quite regularly, and Mm. you go there, you have fun with the lads, it's a chance for you to sort of get away, clear your head a little bit. Um, but there's that expectation that the the people still have that people come over to you and they say, "Oh, you're all right." And if you was to open up and say, "Well, actually, I'm not doing all right," you can see the look in people's faces where they're going, "Oh man, I didn't want your life story. I was just asking a question." And that's what needs to change, isn't yes, it? Yes, hundred percent agree. Yeah. And you get that so much that people are sort of not wanting to open up because they feel that people don't actually want to listen. It's just a sort of it's a nice thing to say, like, yeah. "Oh, how are you getting on? You're all right." People don't actually want to know the answer. And the thing is, is that like I can, I can only speak for myself in that situation and say that like if someone did open up to me, I have friends quite close to me, I have neighbours and stuff that, that I've spoken to recently that opened up about their 
like mental health issues and issues yep. that they've got going on in their lives. And there are people that are, are willing to listen, that are yes. willing to talk, that want to be able to, to help each other. We live in a society where people want to see people get better, want to see people health. And I think it's important that, that the FA and have started this campaign yes. at least have opened that door for people to be able to talk about it to see professionals talk about it uh, and to give people a chance to be able to think about it you just hope you see it so much we've seen it this week over in in northern ireland um the results of, of someone um who suffers with mental health yes. seeing someone in the radio do um unfortunately something happening there and and it, it's it's sad to see and you want you don't want to see that you want to see that that stop um, so, I, so I thought it was important that they'd done it and it was good because it did give that chance even just a chance for us to be able to well, mention that's on it that's the thing I just want to can't stress enough like what you said Danny you hit the nail on the head speak there's people are willing to listen and that's mm. kind of the you know if someone, if someone asks if you're alright and you're not don't bother up yeah do you know I think we're, we're as a society we're moving forward and I think every step every person that you know, tells people how they feel. It's a, it's a step forward for everyone else. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's all I kind of want to say is if you, if you, if mental health is, is, you know, if you're suffering with it in any kind of way, stresses of work, stresses of life, anything, you know, uh, don't bottle up inside. I can speak, without going to too much detail, I can speak from personal experience that getting her off your chest, there's an old saying, isn't there? A problem shared is a problem half. Exactly. And I think that is true. Um, and yet, me and Danny are always about playing football and stuff. So, and a lot, a lot of the guys that we play football listen to this. So, yeah, don't um, don't feel ashamed to, to come and talk to us. I know me and Danny, Danny was uh, chatting potentially about a couple of football matches that we'd be potentially doing for charities and stuff. Yeah, I think mental health charity be at the, the forefront of maybe one of those massively. Yeah. Um, and yet, yeah, so yeah, don't bottle up, guys. And yeah, um, we could sit here all day. It's an interesting subject, but as I say, our podcast is about football. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to move on, as I say, I think so, to the Merseyside Derby. We are indeed, we're going to have a little chat, obviously it was important to be able to raise that topic, and it's important yeah. obviously to be able to say that if you listen to the podcast, you feel you've got no one to speak to, write into us, like we are more than happy to, to talk yeah. to you, we're more than happy to help in any way that we can, and we'll put the links to different organisations that you can contact on our uh, Facebook page when this podcast goes out. But yeah, we're going to move on, we're going to have a little chat about the Derby that happened during the week. <laughs> So Sunday, 4.01, the derby kicked off. Now, obviously, we discussed this last week and we discussed our predictions and I said that it was going to be 1-0. I pre- I predicted that it was going to be an Everton 1-0 because I predicted we were going to put out a weakened team. I predicted yeah. that Everton were going to put out a strong team. We were going to really struggle. And I said that we would struggle, especially if Van Dijk didn't play. Yes. Now, we, we played a weakened lineup. That was true. Everton played a strong lineup. Again, true. And to be fair, and I know this is going to sound biased because it's a Liverpool podcast, but we dominated them Jordan that game now Ammo was at the game which yes. as I said you lucky beast you got a chance to be able to go and see that derby what was what was the atmosphere like in that game it was just a typical derby um, the banter was flying about you know um, the only song that I could remember Everton singing was Where's Your Famous Atmosphere uh, they were struggling to sing anything else and we just responded with Where's Your European Cup <laughs> it was just um Great day out. I didn't mention it last week on the pod because I wasn't sure that I was going. Mm. Um, tickets come up last minute, so I was buzzing about that. All I can say is it's fantastic to go to a football match. And I don't think there's that real... We, we mentioned that there's hatred from the Everton fans, but it really is a city, city's derby. It was, it, was a, it was a great atmosphere. Yeah. It was good banter. I, I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you saying that we dominated the game. I think we dominated the second half. Yeah. I think the first half was a 
I would say maybe Liverpool just edged it if you're being like kind of you know really predictable. But I think I haven't had the better chances. It probably should have been three 0 up at half time. Adrian made yeah. some I'd say great saves through Adam and stuff, but I think after we weathered that storm of Everton having the initial chances, Liverpool just the Liverpool that we know mm. kind of come forth and, and we started to play our football. It's great to see the younger players, you know, you know, influenced by the likes of Lalana yeah. and stuff in that team playing the way like our first team plays. It was actually great to see, and we actually won. Um, I don't even want to say about the goal from Curtis Jones. What can you say? It was an absolute beauty, wasn't it? What, what, what can you actually like? That one in a hundred. Yeah, that, that, that's you know the type of thing you're looking at there. One in a hundred, and it was just. And for a scouser, now let's not put, no, put this in perspective. Yeah, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was only scouts on the pitch. Yeah, I think was he was. Did Leighton Baines play for Everton? I can't even remember. Is no, he, he didn't come on. Did he? Well, there you go. So he was just only scouts on the pitch, and he won it. So fitting. Um, it was, what can I say? It was good to see, wasn't it? Like the goal was an absolute beauty, and I think it was a sign of uh, for anyone that watched the rest of the FA Cup games. It was a, it was kind of a theme of the FA Cup. Um, you look at Derby County in their game. You look at Arsenal in their game on Monday. It, it tends to be that one team completely dominated the first half, should have took the lead, didn't take the chances, and the other team came out of the block second half. And as you said, second half, like we had all the possession, we were passing 100%. it around, and I think there was a real show within that game of how Klopp has a dominance over the club. I think people tend to think of big managers as sort of they work with the first team, they plough money into it, the, they bring in loads of foreign players, and yes. we have a first team that plays well, and if we come out of that... And we've seen that a little bit in like the Benitez era and different things like that, of us having a solid start in eleven, and then when boys have to come on off the bench, you start to get a bit worried. Yes, Klopp is bringing in an entire new team, more or less, into that game, Um and we and they still play the exact same way. Yeah. High pressing, passing the ball around, keeping it sharp, nice quick movements. And as you said, the goal, like Ox- it was proven by the fact that you see the still of when Curtis Jones is hitting that ball and Oxley Chamberlain is screaming at him saying, Why are you hitting this ball? Pass it here. Because nobody yeah. like professional footballers at the top of their game aren't necessarily scoring goals like that. No. For him to ping that in top bin with it the was, whip that it had on it was was crazy. It like. was just class. And I mean, I have to give a shout-out to like you like Adam Lallana. I mean, it was a team full of kids, but Gomez and Adam Lallana, I think, really stepped up, along with Adrian as well. Yeah. Um, but Adam Lallana, that new role he's got in centre midfield, where he's kind of... It's almost kind of the Fabinho role, but he can't. He had so much energy. Um, and I think he's revitalised his career at Liverpool. He Milan. really proved himself there. He, he spent a year or two in the first team, you know, and the Brendan Rodgers doing good. Clock come in, he got lots of injuries. But I think he's just a testament of a professional. Yeah. Adam Milan, he's 31, 32. He knows, and you hear him in every interview when he speaks, he knows that he, his career's not going to be forever. Yeah. And he's at Liverpool Football Club now, we were probably the best team. We are world champions. Yeah. And he's coming in, he's doing a job, he's helping the youngsters, and I have to give a shout-out to him. Also, as you mentioned... There was a reoccurring theme. I shout to our neighbours there um, on the Birkenhead, Tramier Rovers. Yeah. Who come back from 3 0 down against Watford, assisted by VAR to make it 3 all. That was unbelievable. Fair play to them. They didn't really get much mention because of the derby, but fair play to Tramier Rovers. I have to say, I went to a few games as, as a kid growing up. Mm. And um, yeah, just a wee shout out to them. But back to the derby. I'm just buzzing. Um, mm. There was, what was quite ironic. Um, which there was a, a song kept going round, I'm sure people have heard it. He's only got lit alarms, he's only got lit alarms. <laughs> he couldn't touch the crossbar, he couldn't touch the crossbar, he couldn't touch the crossbar, he's only got lit alarms. Obviously about Jordan Pickford. And the goal, the way Curtis Jones went at the top in, and 
it did look like his arms were small. He couldn't it did. get it. He jumped so high <laughs> and just couldn't quite reach it. Like, and you uh, did. He'd been getting abuse all games. You could hear it on the he TV. He takes it really, really well. So he does. I think he gets unfair abuse. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that little song there because it just brought me back to being at, at the match on Sunday. But do you know what? A Merseyside I was playing good spirit. Yeah. Um, and you can see that for the start of the game again going back to a little bit about what we were talking about before you had for anyone that doesn't know about him you've got Speedo Mick Speedo Mick yeah uh, and he's obviously doing a John O'Groats to Land's End walk yes uh, just in his Speedos and his swimming cap yeah. uh, big Everton man sitting in the middle of all the Liverpool fans yeah. Liverpool fans all giving him money towards the cause yeah. and that's what it's all about I think people think of the derby being almost like a Liverpool Man United pure hatred, but there's not there's a there's a respect there in that yeah. derby. As we said last week, you don't want to lose it. Yeah. You know that you're going to get abuse off yeah. your family, um, but there's a respect there. Mm. We are, we've been joined together because of what happened with Hillsborough and yes, things like that, and we have, we merged together as a city because what we are as a city is is more important yes. than than what we are as a fair club. play to Everton. They'll always step up, for, you know, the Hillsborough campaigns yeah. and. And stuff like that. And Speedo Mickey's obviously a legend in Liverpool. Um, we'll post his links um, on our Facebook page of how you can donate. Yeah. Um, fair, fair, fair play to him. Um, going back to the football side of things, I mean, I do feel sorry for Everton. Yeah. Ancelotti's got some job on his, you know, on his hands there. Um, back to Liverpool. I mean, Tell- well, that's our second team, and we've, we've, we've just ghosted Everton. I know. You know. Tell me what the atmosphere was like, because for me, sitting in the house. The, the goal came out of nowhere. Like yeah. you, you didn't expect him to hit it. They were knocking it about. He'd done that little flick over to Origi, passed yeah. it back to him. You expect them to maybe lay it across, do what they've been doing all second half, lay it to Chamberlain, knock it back to Lallana, yeah. and then suddenly this shot came out of oh, nowhere. What was the atmosphere like? We went mental. The atmosphere was amazing. Because um, it was one of those type of games, like you predicted, that it could have been harder than either way. And they, Everton could have easily scored and stuff, you know, yeah. it's those type of games. Unless you get that initial goal, you don't know what's going on, you know? Um, it was just back and forth. So Liverpool fans sing to the Everton fans, Everton fans sing to the Liverpool fans. Yeah. I think when Liverpool scored, it kind of just knocked their, the sense out of them. They didn't really say much then. Yeah. Um, As we it would, just, you'd watched your team dominate for yeah. 45 minutes. I and mean, what what day are we filming this now? We're on, I was recording Thursday. this on Thursday. I mean, I've only got my voice back. And that's the way it, <laughs> I think that's the way it should be. Um, that's a proper derby. Yeah. <laughs> but as I say, what Curtis Jones did, if he does nothing else in his football career, He's 18 years of age. Just put that into perspective. 18 years of age. He's just scored the winner in a Merseyside derby. That's the, in the dream, third cup of the In the third round of the FA Cup. It's unbelievable. So yeah. fair play to him. Um, and yeah, let's hope... He, he, he got interviewed afterwards and said that he wanted to be in the first team a bit more. Let's hope that his chances come. Yeah. Let's hope that he gets a couple more chances, especially in the next round. Um, and yeah, um, what, what can I say? It was a brilliant day out. Brilliant Merseyside derby. The result come... <laughs> Um, feel sorry for Everton for only slightly <laughs> um, but yeah um, brilliant day out and yeah it was ultimate bragging rights wasn't it really to be able to to win the derby in the way that we won it with the team that we had yes there's, there's, there's not an else I have a lot of Everton fans obviously in my family and on my Facebook and different things like that and even they were coming out and they were like what, what can you say can about you say? that yeah. because you can't you can't say nothing you, you've been beaten by Liverpool's second team uh, and obviously all the, the Bill Shankly quotes come out about the greatest teams being the Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool reserves. <laughs> so it's funny. But I think there was a lot of players. I think there was a few things that I spotted in that game that I thought were really interesting. Is that one, you see Klopp's mentality throughout the club. It wasn't a case of Klopp standing on the sideline knowing that it wasn't really his team. He was sort of watching the game. He was maybe just shouting a few instructions to them. He was. Pro- it was as if he had followed those boys' careers from the young age. He, does, though, he spotted at the academy. Did you see his reaction when Jones scored? Exactly. Did you see it? It yeah. was like, he, he wanted them to do that. 
Yeah, hundred percent agree with you, Danny. He's, he's out there hugging players, and he was he was he was really behind them. And I think that shows the mentality that he has of what he wants to do with the club. Is that he's involved in the whole club, not just being the manager of yeah. Liverpool first team. Um, and as you said, one of the things that you see throughout that game is that there was a few boys there really shone in that game. Uh, obviously, Gomez and Gomez was just who was your man of the match? For me, I would have given it to Gomez because I thought Gomez yeah. was so calm under pressure. Um, he's done so well. He, he really showed up that back line. He's done, that, he? he he done that sort of Van Dyke role yeah. that everyone felt confident. There was a few times Gomez had the ball. He looked like he was going to ping it and then he just dribbled through the middle yeah. of their forwards and just yeah. sort of slowed the game down when he needed to and he was great. Um, outside of that, for the young lads, your boy who came on for James Milner, LaRucci, yes. I thought really proved himself in that game. Yeah. You've got a young lad that not only didn't have the mentality because he wasn't starting. Milner yeah. was starting at left back. He was sitting there on the bench. He was maybe I think that was his on. debut yeah. as well. I think that was his first ever appearance for Liverpool. So to come on in a game like that, to suddenly be thrown into a Merseyside derby, not expecting to start, you come on nine minutes in and to perform the way he did, I, I thought he was exceptional, Jordan, that game. I really, like I said at the end of the match when I was chatting to a few boys, like we, throughout the season, if we are maybe win the game 1 or 2 nil, we bring off the likes of Robertson, uh, and normally bring on Milner at left back to be able to um, give Robertson a bit of a rest, rest them for the next game. As you do, Jordan, a yeah. congested fixture list. Um, for me, he should be pushing on that door. That he should be getting those fifteen twenty minutes at the end of first team games, in, just on the on the merit of the way he played there. Like fair enough, yeah, I couldn't agree more. My man, match could have been Lallana, as we previously mentioned, just because he he was everywhere and he was a good example to the to the kids as such. Yeah, but yeah, all in all, great victory. Bring on the fourth round, um, and yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, and I think Klopp will. He'll continue to play a couple of those young lads throughout the FA Cup. Yeah, uh, and I think he'll continue to give them the chance, uh, and especially with the the fixture list. And that's actually leading us on <laughs> to our debate uh, yes. of today of the fixture list. There is loads and loads of talk over December and January about the congested fixture list. Do we think it's worth shortening it down, or do we think it's good? the way that it is. And we're going to have that debate now. So, welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, we're going to be discussing about the fixture congestion. Klopp has had a lot to say about fixture congestion over the winter break. We've also been discussing about in February, there's going to be a sort of break period. Um... But one of the things that's been discussed is the fact that everyone that drew in the FA Cup last week has got to play their returning fixture during that winter break period. So again, it's kind of not really a winter break at all, unless you got through in the FA Cup. Um, now, there's been a lot of discussion about it. Klopp obviously doesn't like it. He mentioned about the fact that um, he didn't think it was good to have so many fixtures on the one day because it's going to ruin relationships over Christmas. He's kind of brought up all sorts about <laughs> it. Uh, he obviously really doesn't like it. Um, but our question, our discussion is, what do we think about it? What do we think about the congestion uh, during the winter period? And obviously, if you've got something to say about it, get us on the Facebook page, get us uh, on our um, banter page in all sorts of different ways. Uh, fire your questions to us and we'll be able to answer them uh, at the end of each show. Um, but what, what, what do you reckon about it, Amal? I just think, it's, it's for me, the professional footballers getting how much money a week? You know, get them right. No, no harm, like... Out the squads in the league, we've got one of the best squads to to, to cope with it. Mm. Um, I'm sorry if I was I I would 
do I would do what professional footballers do for a fraction of money and just get on with it. Yeah. I know people play football every every other day of the week anyway. And I know it's not the same level and the same standard of the Premier League, obviously. Yeah. But just get on with it. I mean played nine games over this December. I know there's a lot of travelling, but in, in that time we become world club champions. Yeah. You know, we got beaten one game, um, which I thought was a bit of a joke, which is the Aston Villa, you know, League Cup quarter final. Yeah. I thought that was a joke. Um, but my understanding of that is that was arranged between Liverpool and the FA, so it wasn't just the FA that made that happen. Liverpool, I think, were almost trying to prove a point. Okay, yeah. Do you know? Um, I thought that was a joke playing two games in two days, but I mean, I'm coming up 30, I've never seen that in my life. Never yeah. seen, seen it in pre-season felonies where you'll send 11 one, one team, send another 11 something. I thought that was an absolute joke. Yeah. Because we effectively give up that tie yeah. uh, when, you know, a League Cup still a cup to win. Yeah. Um, it happened with Chelsea a number of years ago, didn't it? And they forfeited the Club World Cup. Um, that what they did, did yeah, they? Yeah, right, so that okay. happened a, a few years back. Um, but that's the only other case I've ever I've ever heard of that happening. But regarding the fixtures, I mean, nine nine games we played in December. We won every single one of them except for the Aston Villa game. Yeah. Um, obviously, the extra time in the Club World Cup final against Flamingo, we won. And then we come back and we beat Leicester 4-0. Wolves 1-0. Um, 2nd of January, we beat Sheffield United 2-0. Yeah, we'll run yeah. through the fixtures so that people can get an idea, yeah. just to remind people. So okay. we had game on the 4th of December, beat Everton 5-2. We had the 7th of December, beat Bournemouth 3-0. 10th of December, uh, we beat Red Bull 2-0. Uh, 14th of December, we beat Watford 2-0. Uh, 17th of December, obviously lost to Aston Villa. Uh, 18th of December, we beat Montreux 2-1. Uh, 21st, we beat Flamengo 1 0. 26th, we beat Leicester 4 0. Um, 29th, we beat Wolves 1 0. 2nd, we beat Sheffield United 2 0. And the 5th, we beat Everton 1 0. And then we've obviously got our games on the 11th uh, and the 19th as well, which are big games against Spurs and United. But I look at those some of those teams like Leicester, Wolves, even Sheffield United, you know, even the Merseyside Derby at the beginning of that, away to Red Bull, they're tough games and we overcome them all. Yeah. So, like, I just don't, I really, I mean, I love Klopp. And he wants what's best for Liverpool, so don't we all? Yeah. But I just I just don't see it, the money they're getting. You know, these these people who work in, in bars and restaurants and you know, retail. I personally work in retail and mm. over Christmas is a nightmare. Yeah. You know, you don't I can't turn around and go, oh, well I, I need a break. I need a winter break, I need this, I need that. <laughs> I got lucky this year because I was on paternity. <laughs> but, but I've worked in retail a long time and I say you don't see people who work in restaurants and retail and stuff getting breaks. Um and they don't get near the money the footballers do. You know, yeah. a lot of people who don't like football have a go at the wages they get, which I understand. But this time of year, that's where they really earn it. You know, mm. for for the whatever they're getting fifty, sixty grand a week, if they have to play two, three games in a week, so what? Yeah, every other team has to do it. Yeah, you know these teams like the likes of Sheffield United, the likes of your Bournemouth, and um, those type of teams. They don't have the squads at the pull up. Mm. You know, I think in the Everton game we won five two. We didn't even start off the, 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 the starters again. Again, with the Everton game the weekend, we didn't even start off the start. So we've, we've got the squad. We've got youngsters and, and squad players ready to come in. Yeah. Um, I don't buy it. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's it's a complete and utter shambles that people even moaning about it. Um, it's not just Klopp, it's everyone, by the way. Yeah. I don't think it'll go away. I just think that we need to get on with it. And look, we've won every single game, apart from that League Cup game against Villa, which is a, a different story altogether, really. Yeah. Um, we're a victim of our own success there. But yeah, I honestly don't see. I don't see. I don't see a complaint or an argument for me. That's just my personal opinion. Get on with it. It's interesting. I've got. I've got two questions for you regarding that. Is firstly, do you think you would have that opinion if you didn't know how much footballers were paid? And secondly, do you think you would have that opinion if we had a congested fixture list? We had to split the team in the way that we did, and we'd have lost some of those key games. 
Okay, first and foremost, money comes into it. If they weren't getting their money that they're getting, then maybe I might have a different opinion. But the fact of the matter is that they are. They're getting paid ridiculous money. Yeah. Um. So, no. So, I, I, I get your question, but you can't oversee the fact that they're getting paid that amount of money. Yeah. Um. And if someone said to me, you know, <laughs> overweight or not, would you go into those games and try and play every game? I would do my best and I would get on and I wouldn't moan about it. Yeah. So, that's one thing. Second thing, um, regarding if we got beat a few of those games, um... No, I wouldn't disagree because it's the same for everyone. I think Liverpool have won through those games. Okay, fitness comes into it. I think a lot of the mentality. A lot of teams know they're going to Anfield or they're playing Liverpool and they're almost, because of how, what's the word? Because of the force and how we've well we've done over the last year or two. I think it's getting in people's minds now and like they're almost defeated before they go on the pitch against Liverpool, yeah. which I think the mentality the club's created. So no, I don't. I, honestly, if you got a couple, beaten a couple of those games, which we could have easily, the Flamingo game, you know, they had a couple of chances. Mm. Wolves was only 1-0. Um, Monterey um, in, the, in the Club World Cup, where to score last-minute goal yeah. for Firmino. Um, but no, even that Watford game, going back to 14-7, that was a tight game. Away in Red Bull, again a tight game. But no, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sticking down the opinion. <laughs> The, the footballers are getting paid stupid money. Let them get on with it. Yeah. It's an interesting one because I'm kind, I'm kind of split on it a little bit because of the fact that, do you know what? One of the things I love about Christmas and that time of year is the fact that there is so much football on, yes. especially this year. Like You were able to watch all of the games in one day. It was great to be able to see, for, to be able to have that during the festive period, during Boxing Day and all, to be able to sit down and watch the matches. Uh, it was great and I enjoyed doing that. But at the same time, I think it calls into question a lot, a lot of things to do with the football, and I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that people are sort of saying they get paid a ton of money, so they have to do whatever they want, and it's almost like modern day slavery to a certain extent. That it's like we've got loads of money, oh, so you out. have to do whatever. Modern day slavery, you know? Come on, <laughs> come saying, on, I'm just put it out there, put it no, out there. Oh, come on now, <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not forced these that. boys to play so much. We were looking, you look at the derby again. They mentioned Jordan the derby, and they said about the fact that. The club couldn't play Jordan Henderson. Milner came off injured and could be out for a few weeks because of the fact that they're running so low on energy. There's a potential, and we've seen it in previous seasons with Liverpool, that during the Christmas period, the wheels kind of fall off. And it's because of the fact that we're stretched so thin, we're having to play teams that we shouldn't need to play. And if we were playing in the German league, and the Spanish league, we wouldn't have to do that because they have a, a decent sort of break period for them yeah. to be able to rest to be able to yeah. recuperate so that you're playing your strongest team every week and that's why consistently the Spanish teams the German teams always do really well in the Champions League because they're able to field the best team all the time because they get adequate breaks but we so don't it, get to do that so, so our team spread really thin <laughs> and there was the potential like has been in previous seasons that we've lost games that we shouldn't have lost and even you looking back you said about the, the Watford game like the Watford game was a game that we like that we just about won and probably to a certain extent didn't deserve to get the three points out of. And for me, if we'd have had a winter break, our team would have went in looking sharper, they'd have looked fitter, we'd have convincingly won that game. And yes, we won the games, which is great, and we're still sitting at the top of the league. Yeah. But if we'd have lost those games, that that would have been because of the winter break. Well, I think we've got a winter break coming up in February this year, haven't we? Um, but what I can say is there wasn't one last year, and there was two English teams in Champions League final. Year before there was no winter break and Liverpool got the Champions League final. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to roast you. Um, we're all the listeners, Danny, but like I'm just not buying it. The professional footballers, the athletes for a living. Um, see tennis players. I'm a massive tennis fan. You see tennis mm. players playing at Wimbledon every day. 
every other day, um, and they're playing four, five, six hour matches sometimes. Mm. Um, don't buy. It. Sorry, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even taking you on, Danny. <laughs> I, I understand these are debates I've had, but for me, I'm just not having it. The professional footballers, okay, they get injured. But that's part and parcel. You know, they might play one game a week and still get injured. Mm. Not buying it. You know, people, these amateurs like me and you go and play football every week, and we could get injured. Yeah, and we don't get a penny for. It. So, mm. not buying it. And yeah, um, don't, don't care what anyone says to me. I'm just going to be harsh and say the footballers are on super money. They are, you know, so off they play every day. So what? It's the same for every other team, and we've got a big squad that can cope with. We proved that against seven in the FA Cup there. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm sorry to shoot you down, and dismiss you, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, modern day slavery? No, I'm not having it. I'm, I'm sorry, Daddy. Uh, I thought that was a reach. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, what, what's your opinion, guys? You know, contact us on the Facebook page and stuff. Let, let, let us know your opinions, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because I'm, I'm, I'm not having it. Just... It'd be good to know people's comments on it. And as we said, hit us on the Facebook page, write to us. I think I almost put an email address down on the podcast. Um, write into us and we'll be able to answer your questions at the end of each pod. Um, but it's a good debate to be had. Yes. And I think it's always going to roll on, as you said. I think the foreign managers, especially Klopp yeah. and Pep and others like that, yeah. are going to talk about it every year. Yeah. Uh, and are going to keep complaining about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give us your opinion on it. Um, they don't complain about the Ferraris that they drive and the Mercedes <laughs> and the mansions, so do they? You know, I feel like we're going to have to cut this, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise this could go on all day and could get quite heated. Now, obviously, you're listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road, and next we're going to be discussing the fixture coming up in Spurs. Thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Please subscribe to us on Podbean and our Facebook page for regular updates. Any questions or queries, please email us at ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. That's ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. Thank you so much. You'll never walk alone. Right, so we're going to have a little look at the Spurs fixture list that is going to be coming up. So there's a few things to discuss in this. Obviously, we're going to discuss our team lineup. We're going to uh, discuss who you think will be playing, who won't be playing. Uh, obviously, they've got no Harry Kane this week. Um, now, the first question that comes out of that, do you think the Harry Kane the Harry Kane makes that team? Do you think they're the same team without Harry Kane? Not really. They're, I think they're a one-man team, really. Like, they've got some quality players around around the squad. But yeah, no Harry Kane. He's, he's kind of haunted us in the past, hasn't he? He's mm. got a good few goals against Liverpool. Um, yeah, I see a comfortable victory for Liverpool. I, don't, I can't see it being anything less than about 2 or 3 now. Straight out the blocks? Yeah, I just don't see Spurs reflect no more. You know, They used to be in the conversation, but they're not no more. Yeah. And we're 28 points ahead of them, Danny. You can see that, yeah. We're on 58 points this season. They're on 30 points. There's a there's a big gap, considering you were only looking at what, a season or two. Like, they people were talking about Spurs potentially winning the league and really going for it. And like they've kind of just dropped off, haven't they? And I, like, I think Spurs have got a few good players. Um, Lucas Moira... Like I think is great, um, and it was going to be a debate at some point. But like I was, I would take Son in in our in our Liverpool team. Like I like him as a player. I think. What do you know? But who do you, who do you drop for Son? Like <laughs> it's an he's easy a good player. But who would you drop? Uh, I think it's a debate for another day. Um, <laughs> but but like I like Son as a player. I think he's, yeah. a, he's a good player, and I think he suit he gives Spurs something extra with the with the pace he's got down that wing, um, with his shooting ability and his work rate and all the rest of it. But they've got some good players, but they just. They don't seem to be able to gel together as a team. Now the the question is, 
Mourinho. Mourinho's come in, <laughs> done this whole swap. Man United started trending this week on Twitter that uh, Man United wants a, want a Pochettino in now. Uh, right. and they want Ollie out, which he was expecting at some point for them to start shouting about. Um, do you think Mourinho is going to make that team better? I don't know. Hey, I, I think this is another Ancelotti type of thing. He's gone for the money. Um, I think Spurs were crying out for a, a big name, you know, after sacking Pochettino, which I thought was harsh. Um, and they brought Mourinho because he's probably the only boy that you know is that big name yeah. that was about at the time. Um, I just, I'm just not scared of Spurs. I just don't. Honest to God, I just got no. I just don't see them as a real threat, hmm. especially this season. Especially with no Harry Kane, you know, you can say, okay, Son's quality, Moore's quality, but so is Salah, so is Manny, yeah. so is Firmino, so is Minamino. You know, I just honestly have no, I'm not scared of them at all. Um, on the day, I think they can be as good as, good as anyone, yeah, but uh, I hate to say this, but I just don't see them as a threat. A couple of years ago, I did, yeah. but right now, especially with no Harry Kane, and I think, you know, Mourinho's... Let, let's talk about Mourinho for a second. He's the master of distracting away from his crap teams. He really is. At United, he's like, okay, you won a couple of cups under United. Fair enough. Um, but you're talking Europa League and you're talking the League Cup, you know, which he took seriously because he had no chance in the league. I, I just think Mourinho's the most overrated manager in world football. Like, I loved he, him when he came in at Chelsea. When he first came onto the scene, he was all business. He sort of revolutionised. The, the way that managers deal with the press and, and the way that his personality, I think, is something that a lot of ma- managers now are emulating to a certain extent. Um, that sort of overly charismatic personality. But then as they're doing that and the managers are overtaking him, his actual managerial ability has come through and you realise that he's kind of just a money man to a certain degree. He doesn't, yes. he doesn't look at developing teams. He just, like we were talking about before with Liverpool, he just he ploughs money into teams. And you can see that with Spurs, that he's just, he's waiting to do loads of buying and to buy new players and he's kind of just riding this team out at the minute. They're a real, the Spurs for me have turned into a real second half team. So first yeah. half, they just seem to just coast and then second half, they actually pick up and try and do something. They seem to just kind of watch the game for 45 minutes. So that's what we've seen under Mourinho. At the well, there's no doubt Spurs have got quality and there's no doubt that Mourinho has got a kind of proven track record of winning trophies, yes. But I think a lot of people realise about Mourinho now you've got You've got 50% of people that kind of sit there and he's a winner, he's a proven winner, he's just big name, people believe him, especially Spurs fans and stuff like that, I get that, but I think enough 50% of people are just thinking they've seen through him, that, you know, we know he's distracts from his teams, we know he's, it's all about him, it's, it's the Mourinho show, Yeah. and I'm just sick and tired of it now, at, at first it was a bit exciting and you wouldn't mind watching an interview and he said something a bit controversial, but yeah. give me a clock any day of the week, oh, yeah. you know, um, yeah, they've got dangerous players. Yet they can, as I say, they can be a, a threat on any any given day. They can give Liverpool a game, um, but I just don't see you know a problem. Yeah, um, they'll, probably go, they'll probably go out and win now. But <laughs> I just, I, and Harry Kane, yeah, I mean he's quality. He, he's, he, I would take him on Liverpool's team. Um, yeah. If there's one player in, in the Spurs team, I'd take him Liverpool because he's a proven goal scorer. Yeah, without him, I just don't see. I just don't see that much of a threat, you know what I mean? Especially with our defenders. Yeah. You forget how good Arnold, um, Gomez, Van Dijk and Robinson are defending. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're top of the excellence of football. Oh, yeah. So I can see them having a comfortable afternoon. I'm with um, you on that, because for me, looking at Mourinho's tactics over the seasons, one of the things that you see, you've got to ask yourself a couple of questions, is that one, Mourinho's tactics are always strong defence, park the bus, get the 1-0, 
go for that. Is is he able to do that with this first? But that's what they you, don't have a back that's line. What to to that. to, though. That's what Liverpool used to. That's what Liverpool used to play. Like I think to a degree, he'll still play tight and he'll try and keep it. Like he's not going to. They're not going to outplay Liverpool, are they? Yeah, we know that. Um, very much like kind of what United did early in the season. You know, kind of keep it tight and try and get the draw. I think that's the best they can hope yeah. for. Can't see them beating Liverpool. Um, I don't think Spurs have a back line to be able to play that game. No, like they don't have the players to be able to do it. And you think to yourself, can our can our front three? Break their back four, and I think yes. yes. And then you've got to ask the question: Without Harry Kane, can their front three, which you're looking at probably Son, Lucas Moira, you're looking at Deli Ali, and people yeah. like this, can they break our back line? And, and I don't think they can. Well, as I say, on the day they're great players, but are they going to have the day? You know, they, for Spurs to beat Liverpool this weekend, you're going to need Ali, Moira, Son, Eriksson, all them type boys to be on their game, mm. and Liverpool to dip away. And that, that's that's the only way they're going to beat us. Yeah, because even if. if if half our team doesn't turn up to a half will yeah. and we've got that much quality so I, yeah I think I, I hate to be a boring pundit as such here but I see a comfortable Liverpool victory 2-3-0 I see Mourinho you know he'll, he'll have a cry for help after after the game and deflect from how crap his team played yeah. and it'll be all Liverpool this and Liverpool that if anything goes against him VAR it'll be all VAR this VAR that and I just I'm seeing as anyone I'm sorry, as a lot of people would say, I, I see through Mourinho, you know, and he's just boring. And, and Spurs, I just, I don't even think in the conversation no more. They were for a year two and fair play to them, but um, I think Chelsea get the fourth spot. Yeah. Um, I can't see Spurs getting in that top four. Um, and yeah, I hate Mourinho, so it'll be funny, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm going for I'm going for a two 0 Liverpool. I think it'll be comfortable. I don't think they'll beat our back line. Um, I think Liverpool will get a couple of goals. We'll we'll catch them. Uh, and I think we'll. I, th- I think Liverpool are playing that way at the minute, which which we haven't seen in Liverpool for probably the last five ten years. Is the fact that we will go one nil ahead, and we're, we're happy to just see out the game. Yeah. We'll, we'll play it. We'll play it round. We dominate possession, and then if we need the second goal, we'll go out and get the second goal. But we don't have to. It's not the Liverpool of of olden times of we need to try and score three or four goals to be safe here. Yeah. Liverpool are seeing out games. I think we'll. I think it'll be two nil. They'd be quite comfortable, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't really give Spurs a chance. Yeah, Danny, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the reason we all watch football, and we're all football fans, because anything can happen on any given day, as I say. And they have, they have got dangerous players, and you can never, as much as I slag Mourinho off, you can never write him off. He's still got proven pedigree and proven quality, um, and he does like to have a a, a good a good um, result against Liverpool. Mm. But yeah, we're out sounding too boring. Not for me. Not this weekend. Not this spare side. Yeah. Not against this Liverpool team. Liverpool are going straight ahead. They're, they're trying to win this league. Um, and all the game we're unbeaten this season. You forget that Liverpool yeah. Football Club are unbeaten this season. Do you know what I mean? And and, and Spurs are what sitting sixth or seventh, and they just with no Harry Kane not in form yet. Yeah. Um, comfortable Liverpool victory. It's a, go- it's a golfing, golfing class, isn't it? Now, the only other question that surrounds this is, I, I think the back four chooses itself at the minute. I think the front three chooses itself. We'll have Allison in goal. Milner got injured there during the FA Cup. So who we are did. we playing? Who are we playing midfield this week? Who would be who would be your starters if you were Klopp? Who would you be putting in there? I think Henderson walks in, and I think one Alden walks in, mm. and I just think who you put with them. I think it's probably going to be Lalana after that. You know, game during the week. Okay. Um, I can't see Curtis Jones coming. No. <laughs> in. He'd probably be disappointed after his interview during the week there. But yeah, I think it'd be Lalana, um, one Alden, and Henderson. Um, obviously, I don't know if it's Kaita back fit now. Is he, Danny? Um, I think he's on his way back fit. Yeah. Um, if he's fit, whether he... he'll start in this game though, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Kaita's more of a home player, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's more of like a luxury than a. But 
more than a box to box player, but maybe Kaita could come in potentially mm. um, for Van Alden or Lalana. But yeah, I think it'll be Lalana, Henderson, and Van Alden, and I think Lalana deserves the start after his recent performances. Mm. And yeah, um, it's, I'm going to keep repeating myself. I just can't see it being any other than a comfortable Liverpool victory. Um, prime time Saturday night Sky, all the cameras on. Liverpool have to show up, and I think they will. Um, and I think Klopp's one of the few managers in world football that have got a better record against Mourinho than some other managers. So, yeah, I can see it being um, a great afternoon for Liverpool. Cool. Now, if you've got an opinion on that, if you think that it should be a different lineup, personally, I think that Oxley Chamberlain might start uh, instead of Lalana. But who knows? It depends on what Klopp's going for. But if you've got an idea of it, give us a shout. Message into the Facebook page. Let us know what your lineup would be. And if you've got any comments, any questions, as we've said, if you post in any questions to us, we'll be able to answer them at the end of the podcast. Um, but you are listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Thank you so much for listening. That's our second podcast done. Yes, um, please write in. Um, I will provide an email address um, on our Facebook page to write in any questions, any queries, anything you want me and Danny to discuss. Um, we're, again, we're looking out for sponsorships. So if anyone would like to sponsor us, again, please get in touch on the email address I will provide. And yeah, thank you for all the positive feedback. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. See you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.